Good morning, everybody. Today, Baruch Hashem, we'll be learning Davav in Maseches Chagiga, but it's our, we've been back and forth with the travel. We are like Rav Idi, Avua der Rav Yaakov Bar Idi, uh, who's mentioned in Daf Hay, just a few, uh, eight lines up or so from the bottom, where it says that he used to sit on a three-month journey, but if he had a day to learn, he would learn. Chad Yom Rav. It was actually a, a great thing at the time. We have this chus, hopefully now, to actually string together many days. So we will begin on the bottom line of Hey Amad Beis. Ezu katan kol aviv. We are defining what a katan is. Is it an infant or is it a toddler? That's machalkes bechan beisol in our mishnah. What are we talking about? Intro to maseches chagiga, if you will, Andrew. We're going to do like this. What is this? The Torah says. You're supposed to go and you have a good time, right, Garanowitz? Three times a year, Ola Regal. Okay. Now, when you're Ola Regal, what are you doing? You're going to see Hashem. When you go see Hashem, so to speak, right? Because because you're going to see Pnei Hashem three times a year, what we call the Shalosh Regalim, right? Shalosh Pamim Bashana Yirae Kols Chuchas Pnei Hashem Lokecha Bamakom Asherivchar. So Hashem has. Whatever this means, right? The idea of the concentration of Shekhinah of Hashem. We were sawing for you, Barry. Don't worry. The idea, good to see you, of the Shekhinah and the concentration of Hashem. You're going to go see that. You're going to go focus on it three times a year. Your echoes churcha. This is why some explain the Rambam and Perish and Mishnayos, I believe, where he explains uh, the sequence of all the Mishnayos, right? Because this is only called churcha. This is not applicable to all of Klal Israel. Not all of it is applicable to Klal Israel, as we will see in the very first Mishnah. That's why it's at the end of Seder Moed. So this is our last Masechta of Seder Moed. Now, what is this lawyer Upanireikam? Well, you're going to visit Hashem. You're going to visit somebody. You don't go empty-handed. That's not. That's inappropriate, right? It's not civil. So you're supposed to go and bring something with you. Fine. Now, that is not, that, so that is the Olas Re'iyah. That is not the Chagiga, right? Our Masech is called uh, Masech Chagiga. So really, there's three Korbanas you're going to bring on the Yantiv. The f- one is going to be this Olas Re'iyah. Now, by uh, definition, an Olas Re'iyah is a Korban Ola. That means the whole thing gets burnt up, Andrew, right? As we've discussed. You're not eating any of that. That's Kula La Hashem. That would be inappropriate to bring a gift and to eat half of it, right? When you're bringing it to your host, on the way, my, uh, my wife's sister, Miriam Zuroff, famously went out with, uh, with a lot of guys, and she had so many stories from, from these guys. One guy took her to a date. She showed, he bought her, he bought like a giant sandwich uh, uh, for her and for himself, and she showed up to the date, and he had eaten half her sandwich. He was hungry. They, they went to a hockey game. She knows nothing about hockey. But anyways, the point is, you don't do that, right? You don't buy somebody something and then eat half of it. So this, this is going to actually become relevant. I'm not just telling you stories, Andrew. You'll see. So anyways, so the Olas Re'iyah is Kula Hashem. There are, however, two Korbanas that you're going to eat. One is, as our name, as Masechta's name, the Korban, the Shalmei Chagiga. Korban Shlamim is something that you do eat. That you have to bring once per Chag. Already this week, God willing, we will learn that that should be brought the first day, but could be bring, brought any time during the Yantiv. That's one. And the other is the Shalmei Simcha. Those are every day of Yantiv. The Shalmei Simcha. So the Shalmei Simcha you're eating and you're having Simcha every single day. The Olas Re'iyah is the Ola that you bring as your Ola Regal. So our Mishnah discussed, what does this have to do with a toddler? 
and machlokas in the in the in the Mishnah of whether um, the chiyuv is on a toddler or on an infant. What's going on? So our Mishnah, our Masechta, in fact, started hakol chayavin bira'ia. The topic of our Mishnah was who has to bring the good morning, who has to bring the korban bira'ia. Now. That's not really necessarily the holidays. What, what do I mean? Well, that's a machlokas Rashi Tosfos. What does it mean? Is it talking about the mitzvah aliyah regel, or is it talking about the korban? Well, uh, as is often the case, uh, you read Tosfos, and it sounds like uh, it sounds like Tosfos makes more sense than Rashi because Rashi says The very first Rashi in Masechas Chagiga, but mitzvah sriya calls chucha. It's talking about who's chayav in. A, what, what it seems like, Aliyah Laregel. Should Shrichin Lisros Balzar Beregel. Aha. So everyone, all of Klal Yisrael, like we'll see, like Hakel, Nashim Nashim Vataf, everyone has to, is Chayev in, in the mitzvah. However, Tosva says, Perish Rashi, Rekshav Rebbe Chanan, Datani Basamuch, it says, it says in our very Mishnah, right, the Machlokas, as we will discuss, right, how much the Riyah is going to be how much the riyah has to be worth? What is the shear? As we'll see, the abundant shear that the riyah has to be has to be worth. Well, wait a minute. And it also says Tosfos, right? In the Yishalmi, he quotes the Yishalmi that it says Birias Korban Aval Birias Panim Bazar Hakol Chayavin Kamo Behakel Hanashim Vanashim Vataf. So it's a fundamental machlokas Rashi Tosfos. Is this Hakol Chayavin Biriyah? The very first sentence of our Mishnah is it talking about the mitzvah of Aliyah Regel or is it talking about the korban. Well, what I said about Tosfos making more sense is well, it sounds like it's talking. It sounds like everybody should be uh, chayev in the mitzvah liel regel. But our Mishnah actually, after it says hakol chayavin, what does our Mishnah do? Lists all the exceptions, right? The usual suspects: cherish, shota, katan, nashim, avadim. Right, it's a mitzvah sasecha as man garama. It's so it sounds like it's in fact talking about the carbon. So Tosfos seems to make more sense that it's talking about the carbon, and that that's not why the mission is modifying and saying that it's everybody, but really only the males, right, uh, above a certain age. However, as is so often the case, once you dig a little deeper, you get to our. Uh, our clause over here, our Gemara, at the bottom of Hayam and Bays, and you see Rashi may have been onto something. <laughs> he always is a few steps ahead. And Rashi, when he says, like, is talking about the Mitzvah well, maybe that, the reason why he's saying that it's that is because when we talk about the Katan, we're now going to be modifying it. Because unlike usually when we say a Katan means what? A bar Chiyuva versus a non-bar Chiyuva. We say, uh, right, uh, we mean a Katan meaning not yet bar Mitzvah, usually. But that's clearly not the case in our Mishnah when we are talking in the Mishnah about the katan. We're talking about a different kind of katan indeed. We're talking about an infant versus a toddler. Ah, so you take that part of the Mishnah and Rashi is going to say, well, when he says chayavin biriya, it must be referring, right, not to, it must be referring not to the korban, but to the actual mitzvah of who is chayef to actually be olaregel. Because after all, you, you're not going to say that a four-year-old is chayef in a korban. That doesn't make any sense. So it is in that context, perhaps, that Rashi is saying that what we are referring to here is who is chayef to be olaregel, right? Now, as we mentioned already in the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, kol shalosh pamim kol all of your males, right, 
all of your menfolk, uh, as, as the art scroll explains. So, anyway, now we're going to start in earnest uh, the concept of how old this kid has to be. Ezehu Katan, right? That's what the Mishnah said. Right, that was the right. That that was the shita of Beit Shammai. Right, but Hillel said if he can't hold his father's hand. Right, so Beit Shammai is talking about an infant. He uh, he can't even do right. Once he could do shoulders, he he's already chayev. And Beit Hillel is saying no. He's got to be a little older. He's got to already be a toddler and be able to walk along with his with his father. Now there is a very. Uh, uh, this is a very fundamental idea over here, which is what the chiv of chinuch is. In other words, what do you mean? Hakol chayavin. What kind? Who's, who's the chiv on? The chiv is on the three-year-old. Okay, you have to get into this idea of is the chiv on the three-year-old or is the chiv on the father? The sugyas of chinuch and the machlokas that Rashi tells us here on the first stuff. Um, do come into play. We will sprinkle those in as we continue to read in the Gemara because Andrew's going to have, God forbid, a terrible reaction if we don't even get to Davav. Here we go. So, Mat, yeah. Ah, so what's the Havmin to say it's on the infant? So I just quoted, Tos was quoting the Yerushalmi saying that the mitzvah of Hakel is on the Nashim, Anashim, Taf, right? It's on everyone. So there are certain things that everybody has to sort of be involved with. So now, I, now that Barry asked the question, what's the Havamina there should be a thing as a kid being chayv in anything? So it's a fascinating question of Chinuch, Andrew. I have to uh, address it because it's fundamental, right, to our Mishnah and to the concept of Aliyah Regal. Who's chayv in Aliyah Regal? So Yerushalmi says, it's like Hakel. Who's chayv in Hakel? Well, everyone is chayv in Hakel. We could get into, right, we could get... Lumdish over here and ask the detail on who's the chiv chal on or whatever. But the question is, right, but clearly everyone has to come. So the chiv is on Klal Yisrael, so to speak. So Rabbi Ari Libu, it's a great Dafyomi master, he's going to quote Rav Asher Weiss every time when this kind of question comes up. And you say the mitzvah chinuch, what is, who's mechuyiv, right? So you could say the details could be a chiv derabanan. Okay, but the idea of chinuch, by the way, the Rambam doesn't quote chinuch as one of the mitzvahs. So that's what Rav Asher Weiss says, it's the Ratzon Hatayra, he calls it, which is to say, it's greater than a mitzvah. I once heard a moderated uh, discussion in the context, it had my Rebbe Rav Blachman, and my Rebbe Rav Schechter, and my Rebbe Moshe Tarragon. They were all on a panel, and of course my buddy, um, and Rebbe, I should say, Moshe Benevitz is moderating all these why you Torah, you look it up, the mitzvah of, of, of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. So I heard of Blachman in that, in that discussion, he was asked uh, about, is there a mitzvah? So he described a lot along the way of Rav Asher Weiss, and he compared it to Chinuch. He said, Chinuch is not one of the mitzvahs of the Rambam, right? Because famously, the Ramban says it's a mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, and the Rambam doesn't quote Yishuv Eretz Yisrael as one of the mitzvahs. Okay, the famous, right, um, Megillus Esther, it's a, whole, it's a whole thing. Why does the Rambam not say Yishuv Yisrael is one of the mitzvahs? So his answer was, like Rav Asher Weiss, that it's a, it's a Ratzon HaToyra, that it's so fundamental that it's not a mitzvah. A mitzvah is like you have to actually say, you know, you got to do this, but it's much more confined. So he says, the words of Bachman was, according to Ramban, you should bear it to Israel, nebuch, it's a mitzvah. Meaning like, you have to tell him, it's like a detail, so to speak, right? As opposed to chinuch, 
or Yishaver Yisrael, things that are so fundamental to Yiddishkeit that they're actually like, they're, they're baked into our DNA, right? They're embedded in our fabric. It's muvan me'elav, as they say. It's, it's taken as, as a given. So, so this, Ali al everybody is going. So that's what Rav Asher Weiss says. What are you going to say? And there's also a question of what applies to mitzvah to say, what applies to lotah say. What are you going to say? The kid's going to, until he's bar mitzvah, he's going to eat treif. He's going to go to Cancun and, 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 and hit the casinos and he's going to, what, he's not going to be all the regal? He's going to hang out and, and, and do gaming or whatever people do, you know, back at home while everyone else is all the regal? No, obviously, you bring the family, you bring, bring the mishpacha. Okay, so without, without further ado, we'll, we will actually uh, get a chance to pick apart a couple of these issues as we say the last words of Hamad Bez. Mat Kiflar of Zera. Zera has a question. We saw in our Mishnah that Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai have machlokes and who's chayiv. Now, in this case, it's going to be sound a little bit um, more like who's chayiv to go up into the Har Habayis. So we saw, is it an infant or is it a toddler? But Zeras wants to know, as we finally arrive at the first words in Vav and Bedalef, Ad man asye. Well, who brought him here to Yerushalayim? Which is to say, how did he get here? In other words, he's assuming, Rav Zera, he's so young, Right, dad's not going to schlep this kid on his shoulders all the way from Haifa, right? So how did he get here? So the Gemara answers, Amalek, right? In other words, the question is, what's the point of the machlokas, right? Uh, what uh, about who's about who's chayiv um, with this toddler? How did the toddler get here? In other words, once we solve the question of how the toddler got here, so then we don't even need to know. However, he got to Yerushalayim, right? That's how he's going to get. To the Har Harbais. That's what Rashi, the first Rashi in Vav Rav says. Ad Yushalayim, Yivu. Who brought him to Yushalayim? Velomashu, Yacholios Chutzme Imo, Yacholechos Biad Aviv, the Kadea Liam Yushalayim, the Harbais, at Omer Shit Chanchuva, Ad Yushalayim, Yivu. Right? In other words, you're going to say that this, that there's this Chinuch over here, that there's this idea of a machlokes, of how old a child needs to be when he's um, doing the mitzvah of Re'ia, right? Which, which is by the Har Harbais. But the question is, uh, however he got here to Yerushalayim, that's how he's going to get to the higher Abayis. And therefore, what's the point of this machloka? So the Gemara answers, It means, Ah, okay. So if you see an infant, dad, let's face it, I, my wife didn't like this. When, we, when I used to watch the kids, I used to call it babysitting. She said, it's not babysitting, it's your own kids. Right? So, but dad, he's not going to bring an infant on his shoulders all the way from Haifa to Yerushalayim. Like, mom, he's not going to, like, t- take him for the whole Chag. Obviously not. Mom has to be somewhere. And plus, she's Chayv and Simcha, as the first Tosfos on Vav says. Right? This idea of the Chiv Simcha. Well, here too, it's an interesting se- thing. The Rashi says, Lalos the regular Smoch Bechag in Baila. Right? You ever notice that? The Pasuk says explicitly that the mitzvah of Simcha is on the what? The women and the, and, and, and the entire family. So even the women are explicitly in Simcha. So obviously, part of the Simcha, and this is what Tosfos discusses, which is the part of the Simcha? That you buy the nice clothes? Or the what? That they eat? So, right? so Tosfos says, Simcha we already learned Rosh Hashanah, right? So, uh, so when you say that the women are chayiv, it's interesting. Which part of the simcha? The, 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 the program, the Pesach program, 
the clothing, the or the shamei simcha also, also right the buffet and the karbanos. Be that as it may, the women are coming along. Uh, is there a mitzvah of simcha on Rosh Hashanah? We already learned Masechus Rosh Hashanah. This would be very fundamental, right? You're supposed to be together with your. Are you allowed to go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah and leave your wife back at home? I'm not going to get into it, Andrew. Okay, the mechayva ime besimcha. Okay, so we say that the women, obviously mom is there. Everyone's going, as we've discussed. Everyone's being ola regel. Of course, we're Jews. We're ola regel. Oh. So he says, so I, until now, I say ime. So that's how the kid got here. So that's not the question. The question is, mom isn't coming up to the Harabais, says the Gemara. From here on in, once he's in Yerushalayim, who's going up to the Harabais? So there you have the Machlokas Becham Beisilel. Im Yacholalos Velechos Beyadushal Avim Yerushalayim, the Harabais, that would be Shitas Beisilel. That he has to be old enough if he wants to go up. So, so who's coming to Yerushalayim? The whole Mishpach, even the infants, okay? Um, you get a bassinet and you stay in Yerushalayim. And you stay there. But who's going to go up to the Harbais? He has to be, if you want to go up to the Harbais, you have to walk on your own two feet, right? So that's, that if he can hold his father's hand, Chayev, Vilo, Potter, and if not, then you stay home with Mom. Oh. So now that is the, the source. So now we get into this. This is Rebbe was questioning this Beis Shammai idea that even an infant would be chayev, as follows. It says in the Pasuk, right, in Navi, in Shmuel Aleph, the Chanalo Alasa ki Amalisha Adi Gamela Narvi Aviosiv. Ah, right, at the time the Mishkan was in Shiloh, but even then there was a Lila Regel, fascinatingly, okay, and therefore you would go up, however, Chana did not. The Chanalo Alasa, she did not go up. Because why? She told her husband she wants to wait until she weans the child. Now, you can't blame Hannah after all that she went through for being a little bit overprotective, right, of, of her little shmeel, right, because after all, she prayed for, very hard for that child. Um, and she knew she was giving him up at some point. But be that as it may, she said, she sounds like she feared for his health, as we will see, and therefore she did not want to go up to Shiloh. Wait a minute, says the Gemara. It's assumed that even though that if she's waiting till he's weaning, then she's waiting past the time that he can already be on his father's shoulders, meaning she's waiting past infant all the way into toddler, okay? Because they used to wean them like the, the, at least the two years. And we assume that on the shoulders is like a year old and, and, um, and a toddler is like a two-year-old at least. Anyway, sounds not like Bechamai. Sounds like she's waiting to wean him. So the Gemara answers no. Amalei Avua. So Rebbe's father, who we know is Rishim and Gamliel, said to him, Wait a minute. You're gonna ask, you can ask Anchana herself, because we just said everyone's Chayev in Alila Regal. So according to you, Rebbe, so why did Chana herself not go up? So says the Right? In other words, she should also be Chayev and Simcha, as we said. Ubeiso. Right? So Ubeisecha. So it means that even the, the women have to be Ola Regal. Ella. So there has to be a reason, as we already mentioned. Chana mifan kusa de yesera chazia be mishmuel. Chana was concerned. Mifunak means pampered. She observed a certain delicacy, as they say. Um, he was ex- exceedingly right, delicate. Shmuel. She noticed that. Mother knows best. And so she was concerned that it was going to be too arduous of a journey for Shmuel, and that's why she didn't bring him up. In other words. Right? It's true 
that both Chana and Shmuel may have been, even according to Beit Shammai, Chayev, once Shmuel was even an infant, Chayev to, for this Aliyah Regal trip. But for medical reasons, those always supersede everything. And therefore, that's why she didn't want to go up. Andrew is not buying it. He thinks she was overprotective. Andrew, stop making faces. She didn't trust her, his father. <laughs> so, yeah. Andrew has reasons. You know, we could speculate. Right? She knew, like, it was a one-way trip. Put it that way. Once she was going to go up with Shmuel, he was going to stay up there. But anyways, all right. Bari Rebbe Shimon. But be that as it may, Shmuel's not a raya. Can we say that, Andrew? All right. Bari Rebbe Shimon. Now Rabbi Shimon wants to ask a halachic shayla. Rabbi Shimon is coming in hard with, he's coming in hard with the lambdas here. Coming in hot. What's going on here? Well, let's say, according to Beit Shammai, let's say he's lame. Well, why is that only according to Beit Shammai? Because Beit, right, because Beit Shammai um, wants him to, so, the, in other words, he, he's going to want him to, what, to not be able to, uh, to go on the shoulders. But be that as it may, we already discussed right at the beginning of the Masechta that if you don't have legs, if you don't have, if, or, if you're, or if you're blind, then the Re'iya, we talked about the syntax of Re'iya, be that as it may, not everybody is Chayev, right, in this Olas Re'iya. Right? The Psukim, we tease out, right, the parameters of who's going to be Chayev in this carbon Re'iya, it's not everybody because it's Ola Regel and it's called Regel, okay. Question is, what's the Lamdish question here? Lamdish question here is like this. Uh, well, I'll say it a little bit outside first. Let's say somebody, a child right now, Rahman al is blind, but late, and therefore, if he was blind as an adult, he wouldn't be Chayev. Is there a mitzvah Chayev Darbanan on this child? That's the Lamdish question, okay? Well, if he's going to be blind, so then he shouldn't be Chayev. So the Gemara is going to say, what if he's going to regain sight later, but he's blind now? Is there a mitzvah schiv? Yeah, question? Blind what? Oh, spiritually and physically? It sounds like um, technically it's talking about a physical blindness. So the question is Mao. What's the halacha? In other words, again, lamdish. Um, is as a child, I'll say it differently. Do the parameters that do that. Uh, relieve you of your obligation of Re'iya as an adult, do they also relieve you of the chinuch, their abundant of Re'iya as a child? That's how you phrase the question. Okay. So the Gemara asks, Hey dami. well, what exactly is the case? Let's say you're lame and you're never going to be able to walk. And you're blind and you're never going to have your sight re- vision restored. So if that's the case, so you're going to be Potter when you become a gadol. So is obvious that a katan is not going to have to have that mitzvah. Uh, right? So we're saying, no, the case is where there's a possibility that, right, that you're going to heal. Once there's that possibility, the question is, does the fact that you would be putter now, does that uh, relieve you of the derabonan obligation of chiyuv of going up now, because after all, when you possibly get healed, maybe you should do the chinuch now, even though now, if you were an adult, you'd be putter. Well, it's still a good time to practice because when you're an adult, you might actually have the chiv. That's the question. So that question is answered by Abai. Uh, that any time that if he were to be a godal, he'd be chayv midar raisa, he also would have the chinuch 
the mitzvah's chinuch midar banan. However, kol hecha the gadol pater midar raisa midar banan katan nami pater. So the chiddush that even though he can recover, says Abaye, we're going to say that he's pater when he if he right has that malady as a child. Fascinating. Okay. Again, this chinuch derabanan is the detail of the mitzvah, but the overarching chinuch obviously is a fundamental Torah value. Twenty-one lines down, the Mishnah said, "What's going on here?" Ah, fascinating discussion, as we will see. Uh, a ma kesef is a sixth of a dinar, and there's a machlokis. One says that the chagiga requires. Um, one, uh, that's Beit Shammai says that the, um, Olas Re'iyah has to have a minimum shear of two maos, like a third of a dinar, and the Chagiga is less of a minimum shear money. How much money do you have to spend on these carbonos, carbonos? Do you have to spend, so Beit Shammai is going to say you have to spend twice as much on the Olas Re'iyah as on the Shammai Chagiga, and we're getting into Chagiga here. And Basil says no, you have to spend twice as much on the Shammai Chagiga than the Olas Re'iyah. Now Tosos is quick to point out, the fourth Tosvos, the Right? And the Rakla Ashim Meilos. Nobody said what the minimum amount of money you have to spend in the Shear. But the Rabbanan don't want you to bring a wimpy thing, so they're going to expect you to bring a Shear Midir Rabbanan. And so again, a Machlokas, which one do you have to spend more on? The Ria or the Chagiga? Fascinating machlokas. Why would you have to spend more on one or the other? Let's see. Tan Rabbanan. And there must have been some uh, interesting. I mean, what is this? I mean, it's a, we're saying that it's a Darabanan. So I guess it's a machlokas. We didn't know what the institution of Darabanan was. Okay. Whether, which one had to bring more? Okay. So fascinating rise both ways. Check this out. Tan Rabbanan. Bechamar Omrim. Kesef Kesef. Right? This is, this is straight up like our Mishnah, that the Re'iyah has to be double the minimum value of the Chagiga. Remember, the Re'iyah is going Kulu Hashem, Andrew. The Chagiga you're eating. So you say, well, Kulu Hashem. It's like when you give the Shalach Manus. Ah, Dafyomi coincidence, because today is Yudalit Adar, Aleph. But, it, so as you bring the Shalach Manus, so the Rebbe Shalach Manus is always going to be the elaborate one, right? Or the rubber of the Shul is going to be elaborate one. Or the Magid Shir, you know, it's usually very, very elaborate um, Shalach Manus, very, very high value. Um, and then you give everyone else, the one that you share, right? You give like a, a little, you give a little bit. So that's like Beis Shammai, right? The Re'iya that's going to, Kula Hashem, that's going to be the more valuable one. Oh. As the Raisa continues, right? Shara'iya Ola Kula Lagavoa. Right, the korban ria is going to be all for Hashem. Right, the chagiga is you're sharing it. So that's like the one you give to your buddies. The od matzinu batzeres, and furthermore, we find on Shavuos what If you look and you count up, you'll see there's more kabbanis ola on Shavuos than there are korban shlamim. Um, yeah, in other words, what do you bring on Shavuos? and you brought what? Ten olos and two shlamim, if you count it up. So uh, what's interesting here is that the fact that you bring more of the ola seems to be an indication. We're going to see both Beishama and Beishela, we're going to bring rayas, where if the fact that you bring one korban more than the other seems to imply that that one is a more important korban, and therefore you should have to spend more money on it. Okay. 
assuming that that's the case, so then on Shavuot is certainly going to bring five times more olos than shlamim, and therefore you're going to want to spend more money on the olos because they are more chash of korban. So well, that is the source of Beit Shammai. However, says the Gemara, Why does he think you have to spend twice as much on the korban chagiga? Unbelievable idea here. The chagiga, the Shammai chagiga was a, was a korban that was brought, what? Before Matan Torah. That's what Lifnei Adibor, before Maimad Harsina. What's going on here? Rashi. Yeshen Lifnei Adibor. Wow. Well, you have to look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk itself says that they, they send an Arab in Israel. You can't learn the rest of this Gemara without at least remembering this Pasuk in Sefer Shmos. That they sent an Arab in Israel right before Matan Torah. We're going to have to deal with the fact that it also mentions Olos here. But be that as it may, it says. Okay, that they brought korban shlamim lifnei hadibur, mashein kain beriya, not so olos riya. They bring, they did bring olos, but we're going to see. We're going to the, the gemara is going to really flesh us out whether these was olos were olos riya. But anyways, mashein kain beriya. So in other words, that makes shalmei chagiga more chashev because they even right preceded the shalmei the, the olos riya. Rashi has to point out right yeshen lifnei hadibur. Because this pasuk actually appears after Matan Torah. Says Rashi, There he is again. Rashi, not afraid to say, ever. Ramban always tries to say, cool your jets. We try to keep it in order when we can. Be that as it may, the Rashi is saying that this is something that happened this, this Pasuk, even though it's an Elam Mishpatim, uh, was before Matan Torah, and therefore that ascribes a special Chashivas to the Korban Chagiga, because the Korban Chagiga uh, preceded even Matan Torah. Another reason, Vod Matzinu Ben right? Rabbi Chame brought the example of Shavuos, but Basil is bringing the example of the Nesim, right? When we brought, when we had the, right, the, um, right, the Chanukas Hamishkan, uh, ha, 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 that the Benesim, Shariba Behena Kasav, Bishlamim, Yotermi Baolos. What's going on here? Well, when they were having the Chanukas and Mishkan, um, they, they counted up. 204 Shlamim, 36 Olos. So again, the, the fact that there were more Olos, uh, uh, more Shlamim rather, in the Nesim, implies that that was a more Chash of Korban, and therefore the Shlamim requires to be double what the, right, what the Olos are. So that's the source of the Machlokas. What's the Mimim of Shir? Uh, Beit Shammai says it's double for the Ola, and Beit Hillel says it's double not for the Ola, but for the Shlamim. So now the Gemara asks, Beit Hillel, my time alone, Beit Shammai, why Beit Hillel want to say, that Tosas here points out, really, you could have said, what this really means is, you know what, why don't you just bring a minimum of two saw for both of them, and like, Efshar Lakayim Shneim, right? Then everybody would be happy. And the question is, why does he think that it doesn't have to be that way? So says the Gemara, Ka'amris, Re'iya Adifa, the Ola Kula Lagavala. Well, in what way is the Ola superior? Well, we just said what? Beisham is going to say, well, it's like the Rebbe Shalach Manas, that it's all Tashem and therefore it should be double. It says the Beisham, Adarabah. It should be the opposite. Chagiga Difa, the East Beishte Achilas. Yeah, because the Chagiga, uh, it's, it's, it, but it's not not for the Rebbe, it's not not for Hashem. The Korban Chagiga, parts of it go and get burnt up. 
and the other parts you eat. So guess what? It's a shalach manas for two, so to speak. And therefore, since you're eating for two, then it's a double portion, right? It's, um, it's like Andrew just came back from Eretz Yisrael. He went to Kafir Ramon like 20 times with Laney, and they ordered the breakfast for two, right? So if you're ordering for two, so that's going to be more, exp- right? It's going to be more, you're required to be more expensive than the one that you're just ordering for one, right? The Yisbe Shtei Achilos, okay? Well, what about that thing that you said that there were more karbanos of the re'iyah on, on Shavuos. What do you do with that, Raya? So we say, donen karbon yachan, re'karbon yachan, ve'en donen karbon yachan, re'karbon sibur. Yeah. Well, we're comparing Shama Chagiga and Olas re'iyah, right, which, which are, again, they are incumbent upon each individual, as is all regal. That's called the karbon yachan. And how are you going to compare that to the karbon sibur of Shavuos? That's a communal karbon. Uh, so the fact that you have more Remember, the Nisim, when they brought their carbon, that was a carbon yachid. So the fact that you have more by Shavuos isn't, shouldn't be a raya for, for the Shlamim and the Ola. Those are carbon yachid. Uh, so the carbon Sibur of Shavuos having more Olas is irrelevant to us. We want to look at the carbon yachid of the Nisim and, and, and the fact that that has more carbonos of Shlamim, that should indicate that the Shlamim should require more money, right? So now two thirds of the way down in the page. Right, because it says we says the chagiga was better because it was before right matan Torah. Yeah, but the carbon riyah was also lefnei dibur because we said the pasuk said olas. Uh huh. But they're going to say that that ola was an olas riyah. Let's see. We're going to go back to this, but first let's do the second question. Second question of Nisim. You say, oh, you prefer Nisim because of Korban Yachid? Yeah, but the Nisim have something that is not as good as the Shavuos because the Korban Shavuos, uh, we're going to bring, right? The Korbanos of Shavuos, we're going to bring, uh, when the base of Mikdash is rebuilt, and that's forever. However, the Korban Nisim was just during the inauguration of the Mishkan. That was, right? That's just for that specific time period. And therefore, why would you compare, right, something that only happened then, even though it's a carbon yachid, why would you compare that to then? So the fact that the Nisim brought more carbon shlamim should not be a raya, necessarily that the carbon shlamim are more chashiv than the carbonos raola. Okay. So wait a minute. What, why does Basil think that only the carbonos chagiga were lifnei adibur? After all, the Pasuk says, Right? So it says that they brought Zvachim Shlomim. However, Right? As we said, the, the full Pasuk is, right, that So it says both. So they brought both an Ola and a Shlomim. So how is that a riot at all? Right? Remember, Basil thinks that the fact that the Shlomim are mentioned before Matan Torah, Right, we think that that's that's makes it more chashiv. Well, guess what? It also says olos. So it says the Gemara Kasavri Basil olos shikrivi soba midbar olas tamid havai. That wasn't the olas reiya, even though theoretically maybe it could have been because you were seeing the shechina, but it was the olas tamid. That was the as Rashi says chovas kol yom v'yom. That's a different ola altogether. It has nothing to do with the olas reiya. Oh, so. That's a classic machlokis. Why olas re'iyah? As Rashi explains, 
An unbelievable machlokas. We know that they brought a korban ola in the midbar, but we don't know what kind of ola was it. Was the ola sriya like don't come empty-handed because they saw Hashem, or was that the korban tamid that they brought every day? The gemara is going to dive into here. Did they bring a korban tamid every day? Says the gemara. Eight lines up in the bottom. Amar Abaye. We're going to have stacked tanaim over this idea of the ola in, in the in the midbar. Beit Shammai, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shmuel. Amar Abaye. Beit Shammai, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shmuel. That's a, big, that's a good list. They all hold that the Ola in the Midbar was Ola Sriya. However, we have big guns here coming up. Ubeis Hillel and the other team. Ubeis Hillel, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yossi Aglilu, Kulo Svirlu, Ola Shikrivu Yisrael Midbar, Ola Tamid Havai. Wow. So that's fundamental. Machlokas Tanaim was that Ola, Ola Sriya, Ola Tamid. Beit Shammai, so let's elaborate. Beit Shammai, Hade Amran. Rabbi Shammai already said, we, we, we already elaborated on the Machlokas. Rabbi Shmael, the Tanya, how do we know that Rabbi Shmael held that the Ola was the Ola's Ria? Rabbi Shmael, Omer, Kalos, Neymar, Sinai. So we have a Brisa. Um, as we turn to Vavim and Beis. Ufratos Ba'oel Moed. Right, that the details were in the Oel Moed. What does that mean? We'll see. Rabbi, uh, okay, I'll say it a little bit outside. The Ola's Ria, okay, it's assumed. If you bring in Ola that's a real carbon Ola, right? That even though technically, uh, this Tosfos digs into this, but I'll say it outside. Even though technically you have to do Hefshit Vinituach, right? When there's a procedure to bring in the carbon. But if all you did was just take the whole animal, just shoved it on the Mizbeach and let it burn up, then that would be kind of fine in the midbar for Ola Because you didn't get the details yet. The Ola's Tamid has the details. You have to, you can't bring the carbon tamid, we assume at this point, without doing the actual procedure. And they didn't learn the procedure of the carbon tamid yet. So that is what's going on here, but we'll get to it. So the point is, again, Sir Bishmael is going to say that the Ol Moed later on is when they learned, right, the idea only after the Mishkan, all the details. So therefore it had to have been in Ola Sriya, but we'll see. Rabbi Kiva Omer calls Supratus Nebu Basinai. Right, so Rabbi Kiva, in order to say that it was an Olas Tamid that was brought, he's going to have to say that all the details of how to bring the Olas Tamid, right, which again, with the Hefshet Nituach and all the, and all the details therein, that was already brought, and they already learned that at Sinai, and that's how they were able to continue to bring an Olas Tamid every day. So again, and then, it's true that they learned it in Olas Tamid afterwards, and then, and then they chazered it a third time in Arvas Moav, but be that as it may, they already had all the, right, the halacha of the Korban Tamid already by Maimon Sinai, and therefore that Olas, the Ola can be referring, in fact, to the Olas Tamid according to Rabbi Kiva. So, right? So, in other words, again, if you think that the Ola was the Ola's Tamid, so it can't be, right, that you started in the beginning with the Hefshet Nituach, and then later on, in other words, you started without knowing the Hefshet Nituach, and later on you did the Hefshet Nituach. In other words, this is Rabbi Shmuel's um, source that the Ola in the Midbar could not have been Ola's Tamid, as we said outside already, because it can't be that you first brought it without the proper, right, details of the Allah of Hefshet Nituach, and then later on, once you learned what you really were doing, right? It's not like, you know, you're doing uh, driving lessons. You're not going to say, okay, get behind the wheel and just go, right? And then later on, we'll teach you, like, which is stop and which is go and which is reverse and which is drive. You, have, you can't bring the Ola's Tamid until you learn the details of exactly how to do it. That is the source of Rabbi Shemal, that the Ola could not have been 
an olas tamid, the ola in the midbar must have been an olas re'iyah, which as we said, could eat that one, if you just threw it on the mizbech, without really knowing what you're doing, is not as much of a problem. I mean, there are a then, okay. So that's how we know that Rishmael holds that the ola was the olas re'iyah. Rabbi Lazar, the Tanya, olas tamid asiyabar sinai. Well, the Bryce says that the ola tamid in harsinai, Rabbi Lazar Omer, that the Olas Tamid, so you learnt, right? You, you learnt about it in Harsinai, but you didn't do it yet. You didn't bring it as a Korban, and that's the, the Raya that Rebbe holds, that the Ola that was brought in, in Har, Midbar Sinai was in fact not an Olas um, Tamid, but rather an Olas Re'iyah. Fine. So now, that's the side that it was an Olas Re'iyah, all the Beit Shammai people. What about Beit Hillel crew? So Rabbi Kiva Omer, this is the crew that says that, in fact, the Korban Tamid was brought. That was an Olas Tamid that was brought. So Rabbi Kiva says, Korban Veshuv Pascha. Yeah, that's true. That this whole idea that we first, you know, throw you in the fire, so to speak, and, and, and let you bring a Korban Tamid before you even know what you're doing, it's not so problematic, right? You did it wrong. You did it without the details. But then, you know, uh, and, and then it wasn't brought that way again. Elamani Mikhaim, then how do you say the Israel, As Rashi points out, that's Bitmiah. That is a Pasuk in Amos where he says, Did you really bring Karbanas? That Pasuk implies that the Tamid was not offered. Now that's Hashem saying, You didn't bring me the Korban Tamid. So how could Rabbi Akiva say that the Korban Tamid was in fact brought in the Midbar? So says the Gemara, In other words, the Taina was on the rest of Klal Yisrael. But in fact, there was a Korban Tamid offered, uh, even though it wasn't by all of Klal Yisrael, it was in fact offered by the Shevet Levi, because they weren't involved in the Chet Egel, And therefore, that Shevet Levi was in fact the ones that bring the carbon Tamid, and that's what's referred to in the Psukim when it says that it brought the Ola. The Ola's Tamid of the Shevet Levi. Ah. So now, let's analyze though, that, that Shita that it was an Ola's Tamid. Beis Hillel, Hada Amran. Beis Hillel, we know that he said it already. We already discussed that he thinks it's an Ola's Tamid, and why? Rabbi Kiva, Hanami Damran. We just explained Shita's Rabbi Kiva. How about Rabbi Yosef Aglili? He was mentioned as the third Tana who holds that the Ola's, uh, the, the Ola in the Midbar Ola's uh, Tamid, the Tanya, because has the Bryce, Rabbi Yosef Glila Omer, Shalosh Mitzvah Nistav Yisrael, um, Balosam Laregel, right? When ended the Aliyah Laregel, there were three Mitzvahs brought, and they were what? Reiach, the Chagiga, and Simcha. Oh, the Olas Reiach, and the Chagiga, and the Shami Simcha. Yesh Bereiach, Shein Bishtehem, Yesh Bechagiga, Shein Bishtehem, Yesh Bechagiga, Shein Bishtehem. And each one of these Karbanas had a feature that the other two lacked. How so? Right? Because the carbon re'iyah was And the other two, ooh, were not begavah. Uh, that's interesting, right? We have re'iyah v'chagiga v'simcha. So we know that the olas re'iyah, it's an ola. So that is kula Hashem. The chagiga v'simcha, you eat. Okay, so that is what makes the olas re'iyah, that one of these is not like the other. That's uh, uh, Marciano, right? He always gives you the three and one is not like the other. Right, the carbon chagiga was brought before, right, as we've already discussed, before Matan Torah, unlike the Ola, uh, unlike the Re'iyah, 
and the Simcha. Oh, wait a second. Yes, but Simcha Meshayin Bishtayin. And the Shalmei Simcha, what does that have? Shasimcha Noeged Banashim Banashim Meshayin Bishtayin. As we already discussed, that the Simcha, that is for all of Kal Yisrael, including the women. And the Simcha Siyantiv applies to the women, Beitecha as well, which is not true of the right Re'iyah and the Chagiga. Be that as it may, what would we say? That the Shalmei Chagiga, right, that, that was brought at Matan Torah, but the Olas Re'iyah was not. Oh, so again, he's talking about the Olas Re'iyah. But an Ola, we know for sure was brought, because that was brought, that says it in the Pasuk. So if he's saying that the Olas Re'iyah was not brought before Harsinai, it must be that what was brought? The Olas Tamid. That's the Raya, that's the Olas Tamid that was brought. Now we're halfway down, Vavon Bez, and we have a couple of minutes, so here we go. Rabbi Shmuel, my time will come, this looks like a Beit Shammai. So why does Rabbi Shmuel hold like Beit Shammai? Don't you usually hold like Basil? So Isaac Adaitach Ola Shikrivi Sobamidra Olas Tamidavai Ni Ikamidin Mikarla Bay Efter Mitoch of Sobay Efter Mitoch, as we discussed. If he held that the Ola was an Ola's Tamid, so would it make sense that they would start bringing the Ola's Tamid before they knew what they were doing, the procedure of the Hefshat Nituach, and then only later start doing it correctly? Ivar Rabbi Yosia Glila Dhamma Ola Shikrivi Sobamidbar Ola's Tamid Havai. That's not a problem, because Yosef Galila himself said that that, in fact, is exactly what happened. Initially, they didn't know exactly what they were doing, and then all over time, they figured it out. Yeah, it's not a problem. You can bring an Olas Tamid, and then only later on, figure out exactly how to do it, right, for future generations. So some mikan Rabbi Shmuel. So based on that, we're taking Rabbi Shmuel out of that list, and we say that he actually holds not like Beit Shammai, but therefore, but like uh, Beis Hillel. Let's fi- finish up by analyzing the following pasuk: This idea. It's very important where you put the comma. As we said, they brought this welcome in the shlamim. So by Rav Chista, Rav Chista wants to know: Hi, Kra, Hechik Siv. In other words, the Ola. Of, that they brought was that a sheep or was it a bull? Well, it's hard to say. It says so. It says So were they both bulls or was the ola a sheep? So the main So first, Tosus wants to know the main I'm like, who cares, so to speak? And we say and we can chazer other places where we say it's just like historical, like trivia. But other than that, what, what's the difference? Two nafkaminas. Number one, the pisuk ta'amim. You have to know when you lay. What's the most important one? Asnachta. Everybody thinks that asnachta is like uh, like a puny one, but that's actually a comma. You could change the meaning of the pasuk with a comma, right? So So that's the pisuk ta'amim. You have to know where to put the trap. Right. Other. You know, you don't correct on two necessarily, but you have to correct on commas. Right, this is always going to be an afkamina for nadarim. If you say, I make a nether, then it's like this, and then it turns out. So you say, I make a nether, that I have to bring an ola, right, just like the ola of the midbar. Well, that you have to know. Is that going to be par or a, a, a kavis? My parim, avu, kvasim avu. Was it a par or kavis? So we don't really know how to read the pasuk, and therefore the Gemara leaves it unresolved with a teiku, and we will resume tomorrow with the last line on vavu and bez. Thank you.